Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to episode 83. And have we got an episode for you? We have been to the cinema to watch M. Night Shaman's, probably said it wrong. At M. Night Shamanam. <laughs> at the cinema. And it's old. So we'll be reviewing that. Uh, something to scream about. Paul has come up with a question that is, if you would like to see a movie from the point of the view of the killer, then who would it be? And not only that, our movie from the vault is Nightmare on Arm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge. That's what's up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? You right? Yeah, man. Full of energy. Good. Loads of energy. Same. Not, yeah, I am. I'm Good. fine. Good. Still alive. Still just good. about, just about, mate. Just about. Right. How you been? What's going on? Good. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. Do you watch anything decent? No. No. Uh, wow. I've watched uh, all of the masses of, of the universe revelation, but but that's literally probably it. Only because they're 20 minutes long. That's fucking great. <laughs> Skeletor, you know. It's kind of horror. Spo- it's definitely an episode that's fucking horror as fuck. Yeah, but. man. Spoilers as well. They, um, You know, if you haven't seen it, you want to close your ears for a couple of minutes. Obviously, the showrunner is Kevin Smith, which me and Matt fucking love. We always fanboy over him. Yeah. But um, yeah, he... He got the great honour of uh, being able to kill off He-Man, not only once, but possibly <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah, all those big baby He-Man fans probably crying right now. But we never got to see it as kids. Yeah. He always got away. So yeah. this time, the grown-up, let's fucking have him. I love it. I love the story. I love everything that's around it, really. Gets a sword right brilliant. up the backside. <laughs> what about you? What have you been watching, mate? I'm, I'm sure you've got a plethora of uh, movies and films or whatever you've been watching. Possibly, yeah. I've watched quite a few. Guns Akimbo has popped up on Amazon. Oh, is it? What, Prime? Uh, Amazon Prime, Brilliant. yeah. Elijah starring Elijah Wood and Samantha Weaving. Samara Weaving, yeah. Samara Weaving, even. <laughs> um, fucking great movie. Really good fun. Oh, like, cool. I'll check it out. really then. good fun. Um, um, yeah, we missed that one at the cinema, didn't we? We did. Um, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, all out guns blazing fucking fun and we love seeing Samara weaving and shit yeah she is awesome the witch i finally got around I to watching finally watched it with old finchie from the office finchie and anna taylor joy so what did you think about it then because okay. i know it's not your era yeah i'm not really a fan of this uh this kind of thing and that's why i put it off for so long um but i don't know i like the attack undertones i think it kept it still because it was based around just the family and i think that was enough to sort of like it didn't go off too far so I was kind of okay, but I didn't really like Finchie's, you know, fit, fit, he epitomizes the reason why I hate that sort of era, <laughs> the, the fucking language. The language, like that, yeah. I'll be honest, yeah, the language is a bit of a tough one. It's mm. like, I'm not a fan of that either, I, you know, uh, you know, all that kind of weird. Thou art. Yeah. I don't know, it just doesn't appeal with these... And unless they can get it dead to rights, then it doesn't really, it doesn't really do it for me. But anyway, but I like the whole Black Phillip thing, and I liked the, the I liked it in general. It mm. was pretty decent. It's quite creepy, very creepy. Yeah. Good um, cinematography on it. So that was cool. Good, good. Glad you like that. Um, we went to the cinema, and we watched Escape Room: Tournament of Champions. Oh shit! Yeah, so you did <laughs> see something, man. <laughs> It was that memorable. Yeah, what did no. you think of that one, dude? I, I thought it was good. I mean, we both went and saw the four, first one, didn't we? And we thought it was all right. It was quite good. The different kind of story on it and the the rooms and stuff but um, were quite interesting. But this one is kind of like, it's 
pumped it up a bit of a level, I suppose. Quite intense all the way through. Really fast-paced. I think much fa- faster than the last one because it's kind of like, well, you know the, what it's all about. Let's just get into it, which was good. But I enjoyed it. What about you? In general, yeah, the, tra- the traps are good. Again, it's like watching Saw from a different point of view, I suppose. Mm. Um, the whole escape room concept is quite interesting, but, you know, it is... Not ripping off, but it is looking at how Saw did those things and kind of maybe Saw light, I suppose. Mm. But done very well. I kind of liked some of the traps. They were they were really interesting. Some good interesting twists and stuff and room for more. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest as well. If I was in any one of those rooms, I wouldn't get out. It's so hard. <laughs> it's like mega hard. It's like, but it, it, hats off to them. It's really clever how they come up with more ideas and it's really interesting like I, I don't know how they come up with these ideas. It's clever writing, but yes, yeah, yeah enjoyable, it is very enjoyable. And like you said, it is like high octane. I mean, they fucking they just it's like okay, we know the we know the formula, we know what we're expecting. These guys have done it. It's just fucking right. Let's just fucking crack on a million miles an hour, and it's like yeah, <laughs> isn't it? It's, it's like really, really intense. You so, come out of it like really, really like like you've been through the ringer. It's like fucking hell. That's full on. I, w- I watched some interesting other movies. Jolt, of an Amazon exclusive. Okay. Starring, um, oh. Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, That's right. And Jai Courtney. Oh, cool. Yeah. Good job. He's getting some jobs. Good. Oh, and Stanley Tucci as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It was, um, it was very interesting. It's sort of like another sort of, I don't want to like point everything at John Wick, but it's, if it has a slightly different feel, she's like really interesting character. And it's got room for franchisability. It should be. It could have been this cinema. It was that sort of like open. I would have thought. You never know. It probably was meant to be there. Maybe, but it was. It was interesting. And then I watched um the big one that they picked up. Yep. Tomorrow's War. Which. Oh yeah. I don't know. You said it's been slated, but I can't. can't, It's it's a long movie. Yeah. Like they could have chopped maybe chopped it in half and made two. Okay. Um. But yeah, I liked it. I'm gonna watch it just because like. Now you've made me interested because if you liked it, then I'm bound to like it. It's a, I think it's like 149 minutes, or it might be 249 minutes. There's Bloody a lot, hell. it's a long, maybe not then. <laughs> it was a long bastard movie. I love a good long movie, it's just finding the time to watch yeah, it, yeah. Um, but you could break you can break it up into parts, I feel. Yeah, um, Chris Pratt's great, um, and um, we get to see uh, what's the name as well, um, the one from Glow and Hunt. Oh yes, I know. Yeah, I I know who you're on about. Uh, the, the Malpin is it something Malpin? Okay, no, no, but she's she's good in it yeah. as well. But she's got a very small part. Liked all the little twists. Likes, you know, I don't want to pick too many holes in it. You know, but there was some some really interesting ideas and concepts and stuff like that. And I, and some of the stuff and decisions that they did kind of annoyed me in some way because it's that whole time travel element that you've got to yeah. get your head wrapping around as well. Hmm. but yeah I kind of I really did like it it's got a good sci-fi element and the creatures and stuff that were great I yeah thought. I've seen a little snippets of them yeah yeah oh, good you've been on it then yeah anymore I, <laughs> I haven't actually that's it that is uh, apart from the finishing off Fear Street 1666 which yes. you've watched as yes. well yes so you have been busy you, I, I forgot been... about that as well <laughs> so I've watched that two weeks is really quite long sometimes but yeah do you know what I was like I still think, for me, the first... I enjoyed the first one the most. A lot of people said the second one. Loads of people said, oh, definitely the second one's my favourite. 
I think I enjoyed the first one the most, but just because maybe I could just relate to it more growing up in those times and the music probably struck a chord. But the third one, I do like my kind of folk horror kind of-esque stuff. Apart from some of the dodgy accents, you know, you can give them, you can give them that. But apart from that, I thought it all just rolled in really, really good. And especially because it's like, it's felt like you're watching two movies at the end, wasn't it? Because it goes back um, to 1994. Yep, 1994. And I thought it was really clever. And I really liked the little ending too. I thought it was was good. What about you? I love them all. Yes. So obviously Strange Things did that very, very well. And I liked how they sort of tied it up to the start, going back to the mall, back to the tree. And yeah, the sort of like pitting... The monsters against each other. That was fucking. Very, very uh, that was clever. such a great idea. Yeah, such I that was a great. Cool. The old super soaker comes out as well. Yeah, do you remember that? It's yeah, like, I did. oh my god. Yeah. Don't get see, don't get um, guns like that anymore. Like water pistols and that. They're not mm, as good. They're not as good. It's all Nerf guns now, isn't it? Yeah. But no, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it it, it tied it up real nicely, and I, I take it you stayed till the end of the credits. Maybe I didn't. Oh. Uh... Yes, I did. Is it, well, is it, I think it's during the credits, isn't it? Yeah, someone nabs the book. Yes. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay I was cool. getting worried. Spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely going to be more. Yeah. Like, I like the concept. I like the idea. It's just like, it felt like, with like you talked about last time with the video stores, it just felt like a really cool event. Because obviously these films, was, like we spoke about before, men have come out in the cinema. I don't know how far apart they would have been. But I like the fact that it was like, week gap then another one it's just like it's made it a talking point and it made it kind of really an event and it just i think it made it just a lot better we're sort of going back to this um water cooler culture which i think is a really good thing like we they did yeah. like the whole game of thrones thing watching them um week in week out with your friends and then being able to discuss each episode mm. um on its own and merit was is a very is a very awesome way to do things. Obviously, when Lost did it, you know stuff, and we felt that streaming was maybe moving away from that, like just dropping series and then just fuck you could binge it and like you get pissed off with me. I know you do because I, I I have I, a little bit more time. I don't think it's pissed off of you. It's just that I really really enjoy talking about stuff with you, and when you're not in the same place. We have great conversations, like when The Boys, for instance, less, you know, not strictly horror, but has some sort of, but that's like an episode every week, isn't it? Like Disney Plus is one every week. It's just like, and it gives us a chance to just talk about it and go, oh my God, did you see? get excited about it? I just, I find it way more exciting. And I don't know why, but I tend to like the series that do it that way. Yeah, more. like Invincible as well. And yep. now Netflix hopefully maybe moves to that sort of angle maybe mm. they won't drop strange things all in one go who knows but obviously with he-man revelations they've two-parted that they've dropped yeah. five episodes they're going to drop them i don't know when but maybe he was on about possibly even next year wow okay i don't know i don't know how long it's going to be but they're definitely done so there's no way that um it's not going to be there so yeah so we're we're in an interesting time. Right? So now, now you spoke about there's so much going on in there. Yeah, you seem crazy, and there's more coming. That's we're going to probably talk about in a minute. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's on that note. Let's get on to some fucking news. What you got, boy? Well, the first thing I'm going to quickly touch on that I haven't written down <clears throat> that refers to pretty much what we're talking about Netflix and shows. Again, not strictly horror, but did you see that they've 
um, they're definitely doing another season of uh, Sweet Tooth. No, no, I didn't. I've, I've no. seen that it's been picked Announced up. Announced today, yeah, definitely being done. Fantastic so, news. That's good. great news. Yeah. So I just thought I'd let you know that. What good, because they've been cancelling some fucking I know, what? Bit, so. that's the thing. I always worry, even when they do go, oh, yeah, we'll do another one. They, it, sometimes it, it goes a couple of months and then they go, oh, no, we're not actually doing it anymore. Because I know we're actually getting another Umbrella Academy at some point. Mm. Obviously, another Stranger Things at mm. some point. But some of the ones which I kind of really like, Jupiter's Legacy, I was so surprised to see yeah, that disappear. It's just like, it's a shame, isn't it? It's a real shame. But on talking about um, things that are coming, um, mm. obviously, we Zack Schneider's... Um, kind of at it with his prequel to um it's going to be a series isn't it um it's called army of thieves i think yeah. it's going to be a series that's correct yeah centered in london sent on a heist um and it'll be interesting to see sort of the the main guy the main heist guy sort of i can't remember his name but yeah. he's funny wasn't he yeah it, it centers around him doesn't it and, it, and his his girlfriend i think i think it's like going that. to be quite interesting so i like that world and zach schneider isn't doing it so yeah it's going to be good but also he is developing a army of the dead sequel as well mm-hmm. probably not you know um next year or the year after because he's got his star wars thing that he's also doing yes um so but we will see a more of the dead from zach schneider which i'm very excited for because i love his style some people you some people don't yeah. i'm a big fan no i i do i do like his stuff and when oh. you use richard cheese in anything i'm always happy with that i'm <laughs> right yeah <laughs> On that note, it's funny that we're talking about this because just to add to that, this is insane. Mr. Uh, Geordie Paul sent me a little kind of picture earlier and it's a picture of all the gang from uh, from Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. And apparently there is... Do you remember we went to a VR experience with, with Star Wars that was absolutely insane? Oh, yes. All right, so it's like an event in London. You go and you put a VR goggles on and it's, you don't stand there. You're fully immersed and you're walking around with these goggles on. And it's in fucking sane. And they are making one for Army of the Dead. Well, we have to get the boys together then, won't we? Mate, Is it in Stratford again? or? I'm not sure. It just says um, a VR experience has been travelling the world since early July and will be finally arriving to the UK in September. Well, you need to keep an eye on that. Then, oh, mate. my God. Seriously. That, that Star Wars one was insane, but fun. This one was just, it be shitting our pants. <laughs> I would love to see Werewolf Dan go up against some zombies, right? Hey, mate, as long as we've got guns, I'm all right. You know what I mean? Awesome. So that that will be fucking insane. I'll keep an eye out yes. for that. Yes. Um, little information on this at the moment, so I'm going to try and do some digging quickly. Go for but it. But Jordan Peele um has come out with a new movie that he's yeah that he's in, involved in. It's got no no nothing plot is completely under wraps nope we know some of the people that are starring in it nope yeah we do we've got nope. some we've got some nope we got some bill cast no nope. that's not conf- nope. none of them confirmed why are you nope oh, you're a prick <laughs> <laughs> oh that took me too long that took me that too was long way to too get. long dude wow <laughs> as matt has uh, cle- cleverly cleverly fucked me <laughs> on that uh it is called nope <laughs> yep <laughs> fucking prick um so some of the cast you were getting enraged then with me a little you bit yeah, stopping you stop. <laughs> it's in pre-production whatever it's going to be it's hot total horror starring fucking no, great cast Stephen young uh kiki palmer oh, we get daniel uh Kalua again oh my god wincott i mean there are some fucking i just hope that the you know sometimes you get films that are, the cast are fucking you're like yes 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 
And then Stephen Young's doing from strength to strength. I really felt that he was going to get typecast as Glenn. And I'm sorry, but he was fucking great in Mayhem mm. with um, Samara weaving again. Yeah. Invincible. He, he, can, mm. he can do fucking anything at the moment. And, and he did Minari, which is like a complete different sidestep as well. So this, this is interesting. The boy's got acting chops, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah it's, definitely. It's, it's really interesting. And Daniel Kaluuya. <sighs> mate, yes. Give me that all day, mate. I can't wait for that. And Jordan Peele is just like, again, a, a visionary director. You know, likewise, someone else we're going to be talking about soon. So, yeah. What else? Do you want, do you want me to go for yeah, a bit? Yeah, go for it. I got one. Um, This is going to be a big one for us, but apparently... The Exorcist is coming back. Okay, yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, I think we discussed this before. I'm not really sure. Yeah, we, we, we've discussed this on previous episodes. There's a bit more development on it. They've obviously, Linda Blair came out um, with like, she isn't saying, you know. Right, she, she hasn't been approached She hasn't been yet. approached. No. Blah, but, blah, blah. You know, but, that's like publicity stunt. But she was in the fucking Exorcist TV series. But today, there's been a little bit more news. So apparently, there's going to be a £400 million reboot. How can they spend that <laughs> much money on that? A fucking horror? I don't know. That's a movie. I don't know. A movie. Well, supposedly. Um, that makes no sense. And Ellen Burstyn, who played her, played her mum in the last one, has reportedly already been signed up. So I don't know what's going 400 on. 400 million? That's what it says. That's a ridiculous budget. Yeah, I know. I mean, what, they're going to pay off all the fucking... Is that all for the lawyer bills? When they How are they going to mistreat the next fucking Linda Blair? <laughs> to get what to get that punishment level out of it because i'm sorry but if they, they like i said i think i've talked about this before do a fucking another exodus movie cool. there's loads of them out there yeah, there's just a fucking plethora of exodus movies and they freak me the fuck out all that you know bone crunching they're great they they get me every time every single one of the bastards uh, right? the reason why it's going to be 400 million i think it's going to be a trilogy i've just looked up uh, okay so, so that's interesting that, that could be real i know you're not up for it but i i love i love the tv show that they had and I want to see more. So this is this sort of stuff is right on my street. I like I like this creepy shit like that. And I'm all on more up. But unless it's the following the demon, Pazuzu and stuff like that, I'm just not really Could sure. Be. Well, know. It's, you know, if it's got Alan Burstyn, it's got to be the same storyline. Has to be. And and to and to invest that much money, I mean, look at look at it. For Christ's sake, that made bank at the box office, like yeah. insane amount of money. So you never know, but we know you can make horror for less. Oh yeah, of course. So, of that's course. what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a fucking hell of a ridiculous budget, right? Oh well, uh, yeah, over three movies, so split that four hundred down. So oh, you know, it's still a lot, man. I know. It's a lot of like wooden things to churn pea soup. Um, that's a lot of um, crucifixes uh, <laughs> going in different places. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. What you got? Survival horror classic Dead Space is returning with a brand new Next Generation Resurrection. So, officially confirmed and announced, the sci-fi survival horror classic Dead Space returns completely rebuilt from the ground up by the movie studios to offer a deep and more immersive experience. This is like a game, basically. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever... um, I remember Dead Space, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they're obviously doing like a a game for it. Um, And it's going to be available on PlayStation 5, Xbox and PC. Could be quite interesting. Good survival horror game. Fuck yeah. Mm. I really want to get hold. I really, that's, it makes me want to play games. Mm. So we'll see on that one. I really want to go on a VR horror game. <laughs> I'm going to be insane. 
Um, last bit of news. I want to know your feelings on this, being a big, huge fan that you are. Skull. Yes. Is an origin story about the first time a predator comes to the Earth. Filming is almost complete. Don't yeah. think we've ever discussed this. Don't think I've ever heard about it. I didn't until the start of this week that um, it's going ahead. Brave move that they're calling it Skull. Um, you know, and not and not going, you know, because, uh, you know, they normally like to name the franchises just because they believe that it gets more bums on seats. But I don't think people are that stupid nowadays. I just don't think, you know, as long as word gets out. But you know who's uh, directing it, right? No, I don't. You you know this guy very well. Okay. Dan Trachenberg. I do know that name very well. You know what he did? Uh, no, 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 I've seen his name over all well, sorts of shit. Did He did Fantastic Four. <laughs> oh. I mentioned that one, though. He's Chronicle, dude. Yes. Right. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all over this. He's done something more recently than Fantastic Four, though, hasn't he? I can't he, hasn't he dug himself out of that hole? <laughs> I thought he's dug himself out of that hole. Well, that's good. Give him something. Uh, give him. I'm pleased with that because yeah. I I really got scared that they they they. I think he got a bad rap. Yeah. It's a fucking awful movie. Fantastic Four. I think it, it is. But we, you, 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 you listen to the Kevin Smith thing with him, right? And the way yeah. why it went wrong. Exactly. It wasn't his fault. It really wasn't. So. But going from but Chronicles are fucking oh, God, outstanding. Yeah. That's why you got the gig, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it, like it is a great, great, great. Uh, should movie. have made it like he wanted it more indie. But there you go, whatever. Well, that's and now, you know, the property is with um, Marvel. The likes of like Dan Trackenberg. I bet you it'd be, it would be a completely different movie with him at the helm if mm. he was to do it. I bet you get free reign. Sounds good. Know? I mean, it's going back to the the start. I think it's going to set around one predator. Okay. Um, apparently, it's going to be a female, strong female lead, um, and it's going to go back to kind of like the original, the first predator, like the concept of that more, which would be good because I'd love to see like loads of guns and stuff and like, a bit more action and and a bit yeah, more. Yeah, do power. the Jabba. <laughs> yeah. Probably not even from that franchise, but <laughs> I can't even remember a quote from the original movie. I can't so. remember. No. Um. I got one last little bit of news, which was quite cool. Um, obviously, the hype around um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, we haven't discussed around. the fact that tri- the trailers come yeah. out, have we? So. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. Fingers crossed. You never know. We got burnt by the last one, which was bad, but you know. But Hasbro brought out a um, figure line with the original. Three Ghostbusters. I don't know if that's given any spoilers out. Well, we know that three of them are in it. But these figures are dressed up with proton packs and they're old looking. So Bill Murray's got grey hair. Right. Well, we. So I don't know if this is a spoiler or it's just like a, a thing. Uh, we knew this. Doing. We knew this. Hmm. We, it's, it's, it's teased in the latest trailer hmm. anyway. Um, but we we already knew that they were all involved. Obviously. Yeah, but I don't know whether they'd be like full-on Ghostbuster suits. I think they're going to come back in an heroic way at the sort of like culmination of the movie. Yeah, That's yeah. what I feel. I think I think it's in safe hands. I think it's going to be all right. So only time will tell. I still don't like those staple fucking things in the, sh- in the <laughs> supermarket, but obviously there's a reason for it, so we'll see what happens. Yes, we will. It's too cheap. <laughs> I want us to be scared. I want it's fun, but like I was scared of um the library scene in the first one. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, opening scene, man. Yeah. Okay, huh. The second one, 
Hmm. Right? That fucking painting yeah. was freaky. Yeah. Right? Even when they went down into the pit and the slime, hmm. those sorts of oh, yeah, yeah. bits were were kind of were really interesting and scary and good. Hmm. It had some and it obviously it's got the likeness of touch as well. But there's just some moments. But I, I, the second they're like heads on sticks in the in the in the subway yeah. as well. Because I remember putting it on and showing my daughter Monroe, and she's about like five at the time, yeah. and I totally forgot about that bit. They're like literally <laughs> severed heads on pikes. But, but it's, it's, he's a really I don't know the name of the actor and stuff. He mm. plays Vigo. Vigo. But that's it. Yeah, Vigo. But it's um. Oh God, it's it's a it's got its moments. Definitely. Absolutely. It's not just light and fluffy, and I'm just I want. And obviously, the last one was pretty much light and fluffy. And at the moment, it was for out and out comedy, really. Yeah, and from it? what I'm seeing from the trailer of this one, it's not. There's moodiness to it, but I want a moment. I need a moment that I'm gonna like. That even if that I notice that even if it doesn't scare me, I would know that it would scare my seven year old self. Just yeah, a little bit. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, totally. So we'll see. We shall see. Um. All right, then, with that's the news done, let's move on to our main review. No kids allowed on the beach? What? No. I'm not oh, no. Oh, no. We never leave each other. Nothing separates us. Are we there yet? You said five minutes. Technically, it's been more than five minutes. Let's just all start slowing down. Okay, so we obviously have been going back to the cinema now, which is good. Uh, supporting our local cinema, making sure we go along for the experience, keeping keeping the dream alive. So this time we have gone to see M. Night Shyamalan, I can't fucking say his name, Shyamalan's new film <laughs> called Old. So a family on a tropical holiday discovers that the secluded beach where they are relaxing for a few hours is somehow causing them to age rapidly, reducing their entire lives into a single day. We're going to be talking spoilers about this film. So obviously switch off or fast forward and come back when you've seen the film. So I'm going to ask your original thoughts on this movie. Tell me, what did you think? Well, first, things, first things first, I think we should start calling him just M. Night. Because we're, we're absolute special needs and we can't even fucking say his surname when Shyamalan that's how you say it Shyamalan that's how you apparently say it okay if you say so I'm still going to get it wrong Shyamalan <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan okay that's not too hard M. Night Shyamalan M. Night Shyamalan M. Night Shyamalan it's Candyman oh fuck he's here <laughs> <laughs> didn't talk about that either <laughs> first initial thoughts um, I love the concept love the story going in um, I Overall, the cinematography was fantastic. The sound, the, the locations, the set, the acting, and the characters. I kind of liked more than half of them, I would suggest. Um, overall, I think it was a, a pretty decent M. Night Shyamalan movie. Had some, had his great touch on it. We know we're going to get like this weirdness and this weird twist or whatever. But I love the journey and I love being on the, the beach with those um, those actors and with those characters and seeing the jer- the quickness and the journey and them aging in different ways and the way that they're playing with the camera and stuff like that I thought it was um, really interesting the way it was shot I really did and there was some 
at which we'll talk about there's some really interesting horror moments and very creepy you know maybe not um you know like a scare but there's some fucking things that i've never seen are certainly on uh in any movie before so yeah i was quite i quite i quite like that sort of uh bit that they gave me something different what about you i loved it i thought it was fantastic i thought it was really really good i mean you know i don't love all his movies and we've talked about it before on the podcast haven't we but um i just thought that he's come back with this one and obviously i thought he'd wrote it but then you informed me that it was from a book called um sandcastle um and, which is not, not a problem it's just like, but I just thought he'd come up with it and said, but anyway the choice he made with this movie I just think it's really clever because no one's really massively done this you could go reverse and say oh, a bit like um, Curious Case of Benjamin Button in reverse but on a beach um, but I like the fact that this is a really interesting <laughs> I think concept. that's a stretch but <laughs> well no it's not he get, gets younger as the time goes along and they get older how time goes along. So, but anyway, regardless to that, um, I think it's really cool. It's almost like, a, it was almost like a, an episode of Twilight Zone. Um, kind of that sort of thing. The biggest thing about this movie and what I liked about it is it touches on something that's fucking petrifying and horrifying itself. And that is age and getting old and being scared of that. And I don't care about saying it. I am scared about getting I don't want to get fucking old and shit like that. Um, and I think this is what, this really hits a tone with and you are bang on correct with the setting the acting uh, he just picks his cast whoever casts his movies is casting i don't know whether he obviously is involved but it's so clever the the whole choice of what they're like they're so interesting kind of type of band of people that you always get they're always interesting looking and yeah teamed up with the score as well amazing Really, really good. Yeah, and I don't know if we've got too many like um, people that I've seen a lot of, which was quite interesting. Like, apart from like, no, I never Ru- do really, do you? Rufus Saul, who is, seems to be a bad guy in quite a lot of interesting movies, isn't is in A Knight's Tale with um, yeah, <laughs> with Heath Ledger and The Illusionist. He always plays a douchebag, which yeah, is really plays well, a bit well. Um, and that was quite interesting. But some of the other ones I haven't really like seen in a lot mm. um even the mum the mum was in hannah um you remember that one the assassin Girl with movie? the pearl earring as well i think or something like that oh, okay so and but no she, what was it um oh, no she was the one with daniel day lewis that won the oscar oh, that's interesting um maddox the older maddox was elsa in jojo rabbit so that was quite cool mm. i didn't know i didn't put that two and two together so she's obviously the girl in the the attic then ah that's quite interesting so you know he's picked them well they're, i don't know she, I, I really liked them i really liked the kids um even if they're little idiosyncrasies and stuff i had to kind of know that they were they were still the same and like they're developed they're you know the the younger chap um trent wasn't it yeah um, trent yeah you know he aged four times did he i think so yeah 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 so he had four different actors playing him yeah, whereas right, yeah. like the older people who you sort of you know I mean the premise of the story is like okay so they're on you know we, we said we're going to spoil this so they, they're all going to this lovely resort don't know if it's on an island or somewhere but it felt like that 
Mm-hmm. And they are given, some of them are given the opportunity to go to this um, location, this beach. Um, no undertones at this point. It's just like getting dropped off and if they need picking up, blah, blah, blah. But they go on there. And immediately, um, there's this, this sort of like something is not quite right. The way they pass through the rock and all this sort of stuff. Um, they discover a body and it, you know, quickly decays and, and stuff like that. And they're like, okay, this is weird. But they're playing with time and, and um, aging throughout because it's very quick, the process of this aging. It's like, as they said in the trailer, I think it's like every half an hour they sort of age two years and mm. you could really see it with the children, but they had to be careful with that because you can't do that. So the way they were filming and suddenly you looked at them, oh my God, they're like, you know, four or five years older and stuff. But with the adults, mm. it doesn't happen as quickly. So you, so me, so there's like, there's, they don't really like put so their sci- finger on the problem. Scientifically kind of correct. Yeah. Yeah. And that was quite interesting. And then it's sort of, and then I suppose the process starts getting, fast as you got as because that's what i thought yeah. i thought right at the start i thought something was fishy because i was like not fishy but obviously we knew the concept in the movie it, but it was like how and why and why can't they just walk off this beach and all this stuff um and they they obviously cover that with for some reason when they try and go through the gap in the kind of cliffside it kind of hits them back and they get knocked out and then it almost accelerates them, doesn't it? Even faster when they get near to this kind of crack. Yeah, it was described as like um, coming up too fast from a, a scuba. But the, yeah. the pressure, the air pressure the sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So they just couldn't do it and they ended up passing out and then ended up back on the beach and stuff like that. It's, yeah. yeah. It's very bizarre. But the, the, the thing I thought to myself, I thought, ah, oh, you know, it's really weird because if, if I was doing this, writing this story because I didn't know this book, I'd be like, take a baby to the beach. It's easy. <laughs> then they can grow real fast. But anyway, yeah, these the kids grow so fast. It's funny because they talk about, oh, this is loads of food you're giving us to take down. To the, oh, you'll need lots of food. You'll need loads of food. Because obviously when kids grow so fast, and I know how this is, they, they have growth spurts and they eat loads. And obviously these, these kids are growing really, really fast. Yeah, and not only have you got Maddox and Trent from one family, you've got another young girl around Trent's age <laughs> who, you know, are growing up fast and puberty hits and whatever. Somehow they're left on their own to their own devi- devices and they discover sex and we get the, the inevitable baby sort of, um, you know, being born within fucking... That was almost funny though, wasn't that bit when you're, they're kind of talking and they come out of the tent and you know it's going to happen, but then they just pan over and she's just got this massive belly and they're like, oh my God. And they're like, they know what's happening, but the girl doesn't know what's happening. She just thinks she's eating a lot. And it's just like, oh my God. But some of the acting in the children, is, is it, as they grow up, the older actors have to still act like they're children. And I thought they did quite a good job of that. What did you think? Yeah, I agree. But even with that, going back to that pregnancy scene and like the giving the birth. Oh, shit. Because it's just dark. That's probably one of the most dark. Yeah, then it goes really, because it's almost hilarious. But then, yeah, it goes dark, doesn't it? Because the baby's born, but you don't see the baby at any point. It's suddenly dead. And it's like, 
whatever they describe it's just like i left it alone for a second well, and it's obviously they understand yeah. that the the, the t- this, at this point at the time the you know something's weird about this beach you leave a baby for a second and it's neglect and it's been neglected mm. no milk no nothing no food and it's aging at like ridiculous time so it can't handle it, yeah. it can't handle it and it died it was like that was, it was quite instant. dark it was really dark really dark how they sort of broached that but they answer other questions like, okay, why don't you fucking swim out? It seems everyone who swims out probably has the same experience of going through the cliffs. Yeah, they get the bends. I think they get knocked out and yeah. then they drown because they get knocked out. Like, that's what I, I got from it. The same thing from like, okay, well, why don't you climb out the cliff? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they should have shown something there. Like, because they missed a midsummer opportunity, didn't they? Yeah, I, wanted I, I thought they were going to go there. Did you think? I, yeah. One for one second, I thought, oh shit, they're going to they're going to show. This I, I I I, I, I wanted, wonder if there is. We got maybe we got a couple of like you know, there's a lot of people like there's a lot of depth in this because obviously mm. with the people aging, I mean you can run them for, run them through. It's um, clever as well because they've each got their own kind of little storyline, and it is all crammed into one movie. And you think yeah. you've done a good job, and it is related to. Um, the reason why they're on this beach in mm. the first place, which yeah. we will spoil now, I guess, because yeah. it kind of ties it all up. So we find out at the end that um, the reason for this beach is because they are um, testing, uh, I guess, medicines to um, alleviate different conditions. Elms, and they use the beach yeah. that they've discovered as an accelerant, basically. and So they can observe what's, observe going, on. what's yeah. going on. Um, and yeah, one from schizophrenic and you see his sort of um, disorder sort of deteriorate rather than get better, um, which causes all sorts of issues anyway. Um, you've got a chat with, you know, blood clot, which doesn't seem to be getting better. Um, the, ep- the woman with epilepsy, which is, it, her condition seems to be managed, which is interesting. A tumor, someone with a tumor, which is fucking another six scene. talk about that. Because <laughs> they see, at one stage, the guy with schizophrenia goes nuts and starts cutting this guy, this rapper dude. And it's like, he cuts him in the face and, he's he- and his skin heals like instantly. Because obviously it's scarring. Yeah. Fucking that was interesting. And then they later, they're trying to get this fucking tumor out. And fucking... <laughs> It's like suddenly the size of. Do you see the size of that thing that they the pulled out? The size of like a fucking like. What was it? They said it was like a, a like a grapefruit. I'd say, like it was mental. Really, really crazy. Yeah, but the problem is like cut a hot cut a you know cut something into a skin and it instantly heals. So they've got to pull the skin over. It. Oh, that was quite interesting. Um, so yeah, there was a little bit of interesting gore, but I just wanted a bit more. I think they could have got away with, with kind of like. Uh, a bit of an aftermath kind of situation with that one. There was one outstanding scene, I think, in this whole thing. I mean, you know, some of the deaths are quite interesting. Like, you know, a rusty knife was used at one stage. <laughs> that was which, quite interesting. Which is accelerated, yeah. obviously. Blood poisoning. Blood poisoning, which yeah. was quite interesting. I quite like that. But the cow, the, the, the this woman had calcium deficiency, didn't she? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, she creeped off at some point. I don't know what happened, but when it was all going like weird, she was like alone in the cave, and the kids go in the cave to hide from the guy with the knife. And they come upon, and she's like, and they keep lighting matches, and you get that whole sort of like, don't light a match, and she's throwing rocks at them. And then she just like falls over, and her fucking arm breaks, and then like it sets in that position, and then 
and then it just goes it's like this weird little spider fix scene it's like she just going absolutely nuts and she and all her bones are breaking and setting it's like it was just w- weird and creepy it was fucking crazy that it, scene in like like a match light it works so well mm. it was mm. so creepy yeah it's feeling really well that bit yeah there's a similar scene that he does that in the visit where the i think it's the granddad or the, no the grandma's coming after them in underneath the house and it's like dark and it's shot just like that but yeah that scene was pretty pretty gruesome and that's why i reckon they could have got away with a bit more of the violence because it was pretty violent and that bit was full on so talk about the movie what do you think about the moral aspect of what the actual you know the, the twist and stuff like that well that's it i mean it, it's almost like an experiment isn't it um you know it's whether it's right or wrong because obviously at the end you figure out that they're put on there for a, a reason um because they get offered a drink don't they when they start when they come to the hotel and the drink contains something in it i um, don't know what they don't really explain much but but then when you find the concept behind why they're doing it, it's just like they're trying to find out how they can cure certain things or how they can, you know, do stuff about it. And it's just like, you know, it's one of those things, the suffering of the few will benefit the many, if that's such a saying. You know, is, is it is it bad that they do this or is it good or is it, you know, it's one of those, isn't it? It is a moral conundrum yeah. and like, you know, seeing the the issues that these people go through on a beach so maybe they shouldn't do it that they maybe they're, they're definitely doing something wrong by doing it the way they're doing it um but and like some of the stuff that doesn't get explained is quite you know messed up it's like Whoa. um this is big spoilers i just want to know what you thought about why the fuck does going through the coral is there some if there's something i'm missing i don't know i mean is is it because it, it's made out of something that stops whatever's stopping them get out you know, it protects them like a like the Great Barrier Reef. It's like, you know, it protects them because it's made out of coral. Because they do kind of touch on, we need something metal to cover ourselves so we can get through it. So it stops whatever's hitting us. Like, you know, like an x-ray, you know. That's why people go out of the room when you have x-rays or they put kind of a steel panel up. So in that kind of aspect, it does kind of explain a lot because coral is quite a robust thing and, Maybe that is what the only way out. Yeah, and I suppose I don't need answers, but you're not got you're not really getting any. You're not getting really a reason why this um, island's doing what it's doing. Yeah, but so. we but we know with his movies in the past, there's always a big reason. There's always a twist. You know, um, it's clever how they find that out as well because the little kid kind of makes a friend, um, and. And you think, well, if he'd read this note from his friend at the start, they would have known earlier. But that's the whole point of the movie. Um, But yeah, but, you know, it's a really interesting, it's a talking piece of a movie. It's a talking movie. Did you watch that movie? Oh, my God, did you see this bit? That was a rip. There's there's set pieces in this movie that's just so fucking clever. I I would definitely like to see a lot of people go and watch this movie. Hmm. I want to see it again. I'll wait till it comes out. But I'd love to see it again see some commentary on it and why they did certain bits and stuff like that would be really interesting. Yeah, I said to yeah, I said to Sophie that we should definitely she'd definitely enjoy it. I think it's just one that I'd like to share and watch and, yeah. and get more people to watch. It's just one of them. It's cool. Yeah. It was very good. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And to to be still doing stuff 
um, you know, and to put it in a bit of concept, uh, you know, to put it in kind of like a bit more of like what he's done for the industry. So M. Night Movies so far have grossed over $3 billion worldwide. That was all from the happening though, right? No. (laughs) But this one was, so this one was 18 million to make um, over the first weekend, last weekend, 16.5 million it grossed on the first weekend. And I think that was the States alone. Um, And it's outperformed like Space Jam and Snake Eyes, which combined were 88 million to make. So, so how much was this to make? 18. 18. Oh, 18. Million. 18. Okay. 18. Okay, cool. So it's already made its money back and it's beat two of the biggest box offers, one of which is a children's movie that children's movies always make a lot of money, whether it's COVID or not or whatever, it's stopping it. However, he's done a big thing there, you know, so. Yeah, is this the first one we've seen in the cinema for a while? Because The Visit didn't make it to the cinema, did it? Mm, can't remember. Okay. Basically. I like his movies. I like, you know, they're all, they've are all they all got interesting elements. Signs, Sixth Sense, Glass, you know. Well, Glass, did he, he was involved in uh, Split. Is it Split, yeah. Glass. Yep. And um, Unbreakable and stuff like that. So. Unbreakable, oh, what a movie. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Good, man. So, yeah. What about... Um, well, how would you rate this? For me, I'm going with because it was captivated me all the way through, kept me entertained. And there's so many things I liked about it. The fact I want to watch it again, the fact I want to talk about this movie, eight breaths out of ten all day for me. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going with this. It's it's very very good, and it's you know like watching us and stuff like that is something that could potentially move up in time. I just think it's got rewatchability, definitely. Very interesting to look at like different signs and all sorts of stuff that's going on. Mm. I hope this gets more and more traction. It's yeah. a really, really good one from him. Brilliant. Smashed out. Cool. That's good. I like that. I like talking about that. I don't know what's next. Um there is a movie that's called something on Over the Cold Cold Shoulder or something like a vampire movie that's at the cinema at the moment. That's gonna be at the cinema. Um so we might be watching that. Candyman's at the end of August, so yeah, we'll keep you up updated with what we are reviewing next. But until then, we will move on to our something to scream about. Let's do it. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? Where do we go? All right, so I asked Matt last week. I just thought it'd be a fun little thing to do. I think I saw it on, a, like, on, on like Twitter or something, or someone had asked it, and I just thought it was really funny. So, uh, you know, I basically want to know what sort of movie do you want to watch from the perspective of the villain, basically. Shoot, what you got? Okay, so I, I did have a long think about this because... Obviously, you touched on it last time of what examples and stuff. But if it was something that I really, really wanted to watch and I thought would find interesting, I think you'd find interesting as well. I would like to see a, um, a, a movie from Pennywise the Clown's side of what's going on. So ignore the kids 
and it's Pennywise going around the sewers and stuff like that. I would, I don't know whether it'd be an origin kind of thing or something, but obviously Pennywise is like this alien, right? Yeah, well, he's a, he's a more than an alien, isn't he? Yeah, so you could set it from of what that's all about and the backstory with that and and put the fucking turtle in there and shit that you keep going on about. Um, but, and why he's like he is, why he does stuff. So you want to create a whole new thing to see from his perspective. Yeah. Not, not You don't want to watch it from no. his perspective. I want to see kind of the whole thing. Ah, okay. Like, so, you know, they always, you know, they always have a go at him because, oh yeah, he fucking steals kids and all this stuff and he eats them and all this stuff. But, when, if you see it from this point of view, he's he needs this to survive. So it's not his fault. He's just surviving. He's a bit of a cunt. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd be quite interesting to, uh, you know, watch it get up in the morning in his true form and they use the deadlights. And, like, uh, oh, does he have a got, wash? I've got to find some kids today. Ooh. Where shall I go? Shall I go to a playground or shall I go to the sewers? That is time different for him. You know, he goes to sleep for 27 years. So he just gets up and wait. Oh, is it a Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> what year am I in now? Hmm, well, these cunts got fucking So, so you could set it in any other year as well. You yeah. could do it any time, any, t- any place, because obviously, yeah, it comes awake. Um, but I think that'd be really interesting. Not a bad one, not a bad one. Quite like that. What you got? I got Saw. Okay. But not, I wanted, didn't want to create a new movie, but I did kind of want to say, I was quite interested to see, like, okay, so when we see, watch Saw, these Saw movies, we see pretty much the guy turn up and he's in a trap, or a woman, or whatever. I want to see, you know... Um, jigsaw build the traps come up with plan i want to what you know for maybe a boring idea but i kind of like the idea i want i want to watch someone like he's drawing them all out you know he's testing them how is he testing them you know how does he set them up you know i want to see him like do the elastic bands and all that sort of shit that he does and also how does he get other people involved as well yeah i want to go down that way i want to watch him set up his his grand scheme because obviously they all like they all sort of flow at the same time so he's having to do this he at the t- he would have like set up all these traps um we see him over several movies but he would have set them all up like mm. at time and then it would have like he'd almost like flick a fucking set of dominoes and it all sort of goes yeah, yeah and i'd yeah. like to see him like yeah you can even say as well like but how does he like procure a load of needles yeah you know without looking suspect like you could do like follow him to the junkie house and stuff how he gets some more stuff uh, but you could also do it like how he's getting chased down from his point of view so like not set it from the cops point of view like he's always on the run getting away from the cops setting these traps up and how he gets away each time and stuff like that and they just can't get him because yeah. he's just too quick maybe he uses disguises as well but he's the idea of these traps mate is they're already going yeah yeah so you know the cops are like six fucking hundred steps behind him. And yeah, stuff yeah, like. exactly. Yeah, he's yeah. already dead. True, probably. Yeah, I like that. That's good. So yeah, that's the sort of thing. Have you got any others that you wanted? Um, I, you know, I thought of it a, a, a lot. Um, I like, like, I would like it. Like, there's a lot of movies from the the kind of monsters point of view do you see what i mean in monsters any any movies it's just like you know when that guy did that movie from the zombies point of view colin wasn't it yeah and then there was an episode as well in vhs vhs where the yeah the zombie one on the bike and on that i thought that was really clever like you could do a movie with a monster 
like a, a a point of a whole point of view. It's almost like the idea of one cut of the dead, though, isn't it? Kind of one yeah, cut yeah. of the dead, a dead, or there was an action movie I can't remember what it's called where it's purely like a point of view. Hardcore Henry. Hardcore Henry. Yeah, I'd like to see a monster movie like that and where he hides and stuff. Just but just point of view, and then maybe at the end it pans around and just shows you a bit of what it's like. A bit like a a bit like a kind of found footage thing, but kind of like kind of Cloverfield-esque but where you see it, that'd be a good one yeah. fucking from the Cloverfield's <laughs> point of view where'd so, he come from why is he here you know because there's loads of different theories around that so like yeah the whole mo- the monster you know even if you did it like an alligator it follows the alligator around and the only dialogue that's in the movie is whenever he kind of creeps up and he's stalking before he attacks so that's how you get the sort of dialogue and the character development maybe yeah hmm interesting you can creep up on two people having sex in the woods I like this oh, idea a voyeur let's do it voyeur let's, crocodile let's do it <laughs> I thought like poltergeist could be quite interesting yeah do it from the point of view of the guy of the hat mm. you know Carol Ann yeah, yeah, yeah he's in there and he's like watching her he's a right pervert he's like you know he's <laughs> creeping <laughs> about the house in his limbo and he's like watching her and, he, and you get to see all the sort of weird shit that he's doing to, like, sort of get her in. Like, pulling through the fucking TV or the the bedroom and all that sort of stuff. Even when he tries to rape the mum and stuff like that. Oh, God. You know, creepy shit like that. That's one to see. <laughs> <laughs> but Jaws is a great one. As I said, like, last week, you know, seeing it all from... Yeah. Jaws's point of view is that he's fucking hungry. True. Or she's hungry. We could call back as well to one of your films that you really liked. was Hen- Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. That's that's well, another one. Well, but that would be the point of view from the. But that victims. is that's yeah, but that yeah, but that's a point of view from him them, isn't it? Is that it was the first movie where it was like these are our villains and this story we are following these villains. Do you know what I mean? It was just like that's why I think it hit home with the a big, lot of people because it felt I, so real. Yeah, I think the biggest like Friday Fame sort of does a bit of point of view from the killer side, but like Michael Myers, like um, the shape. Mm. watching the whole movie from him his point of view mm. never yeah. never looking never like associating yourself with Jamie Lee Curtis just be a bit know, boring though isn't get it? in his head be a bit boring yeah but hear his thoughts and they tried they tried to do that didn't they anyway because when Rod Z- Rob Zombie did it they tried to go back and say why and oh, people yeah. didn't like that <laughs> but yeah interesting question that, that was an interesting question I thought it was fun yeah but you know I suppose we better move on to our our move from the vault now. Let's do it. Someone is coming back to Elm Street. He is not friendly. He is not patient. And he is not a welcome visitor. No! 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 But he has something terribly special for the new kid on the block. It started to happen again. Dad! I'm in trouble. You've had some scary dreams, okay? Help! Daddy can't help you now. There's something inside him. Fight him! You are not afraid of him. He doesn't even exist. Freddy Krueger is back on Elm Street. Watch out for him. We'll be in your neighborhood soon. A Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 2. 
you all my children now. Freddy's Revenge. <laughs> okay, this episode is moved for the vault. I picked uh, the movie, and it is A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge. Um, this one was directed by Jack Shoulder, not Wes Craven, so I didn't follow on. Stars, obviously, Robert England as Freddy Krueger, Mark Patton as Jesse Walsh, Kim Myers as Lisa Weber, and Robert Rustler as Ron Grady. Now, this movie obviously continues the franchise on. Um, it's related around a teenage boy's haunted in his dreams by deceased child murdered Freddy Krueger. Um, in this respect, he's living in the house that Nancy did. And he wants to possess the guy. He wants to get out in the real world. This whole kind of concept of this movie. Um, it explores lots of different things. It explores sexuality, homosexuality, um, lots of interesting sort of teenage sort of um, teenage goodness as well. It's a good coming of age movie at the same time as being a fucking shit show of a fucking movie. Um, but it's not my favourite. It was the first one I got to see mm. as a kid. Um, is is my 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 scariest moment? I think when I was a very young child, as I put this movie on, and I remember the bus vividly. You know that fucking claw going down the, the top of the bus, and that haunted me so much, Freddy Krueger, for years that I couldn't watch Nightmare on Elm Street until <laughs> I was well into my twenties. <laughs> it stopped me watching it. Such a pussy. But there you go. Um, but mate, would you remember the first time you watched this? It would have been on VHS, 100%. Um, I don't think I rented this one. I think I probably I probably got it a bit further. Like, probably a bit... I was probably a little bit older. Um, but, yeah, I remember watching it and just being like... It's... Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. After the first... I was such a big fan of the first one. Um, and I remember... I, I, this is probably one of the ones I think I spoke to you when we, we watched this together and um, I remember saying to you this is probably the one I've probably not seen the most or where I've revisited it that much not saying it's like my least favourite but it's just um, it's just one of those ones I just for some reason didn't tend, tend to rewatch and rewatch like the third for instance but No, another I mean, story for another time but you're right it's like Dream Dream Warriors is the one that everyone points to. The first one, fuck me, oh, outstanding, hands down, yeah. You know, and you everyone talks about the three D one, number six, like four and five get maybe a bit of a hard rep, but there's still there's some still interesting elements in there. Mm. Um, Kincaid for one, fucking hell, he's great. But like, ah, oh, I don't know, two, it was just he fucking hell for me. It was flawed when I watch it the first time properly when I was not scared anymore. Um, it was such a flawed movie it was clearly not directed by Wes Craven um, and it just had a completely different feel to it mm. took me I probably watched it maybe this is part of the third third, fourth time I've watched it um, and I think this time I watched it with you and sort of having a chat during the movie I don't know it's sort of def- it's definitely a, a level of a more of a level of appeal you, I mean you look, when you grow up you look at films completely differently as well I think to when you're a very young. Um, I don't know. It's just um, yeah. Let's just get into it. Let's talk. Yeah, well, about a lot of people explore this movie and its homosexuality, which I, you know, I'm not 100 percent convinced and stuff. like no, that. No, I don't think so as well. I think it, 
I think that obviously it has. I don't think it was done on purpose. Oh no, not 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 a one hundred percent. But there are things that are in there that that you can see why, especially in this now we rewatch it in these times. You're like, oh wow, that is quite so homoerotic. Like yeah. the the fucking gym coach. I mean, the lead guy is gay in real life, uh, and I think the the director possibly directed it is also gay. I think in real life. I think. I'm not so sure. maybe it just had some really strong influences, like, but like, Coach Schneider is just one of your the 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 biggest eighties asshole. You know, yeah. it's that eighties sort of villain. You know, he's, he's they for some reason the Americans really hated their sports coach and stuff. Like that. They were like really right, because they're really hard on them and they're chewing yeah. gum all the time. And <laughs> always drop and give me twenty. And he epitomizes that and some and he's and he is and he is gay. He's a gay mm. character, isn't it? He's going. He's yeah. He's in an S and M club. That's not that doesn't mean you're gay if you go to an S and M club. Really? Right? Oh, yeah. He's wearing chaps. That's fine. If you're... Doesn't, doesn't doesn't mean you're gay. Okay. <laughs> Possibly we'll get onto that bit later on. All right. Okay. So we, let's let's start at the beginning. So we've got this guy Jesse. He's obviously a young guy living on Elm Street, living in Nancy's old house in her old room, um, and this centers around him, right? So he's obviously struggling with being a teenager and fitting in, would you say? Yeah, and he's having these absolutely amazing dreams which involve Freddy, which are fucking... Sweaty dreams. Mem- so memorable. It seems so hot there. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> he's screaming the house down and yet his his family are... With the worst scream ever. <laughs> are, are, like, not reacting the way that a normal family would react. It's so... What would you say, like sitcommy? Not maybe not sitcommy, but it feels weird. It feels like another dream. Like yeah. they just sort of, re- you know, the, the dad's reading the paper. The his sisters like having some. Uh, it's like a classic family. The dad's a suited up yeah. tight, old school dad. The little girl is obviously the one that's the, that they care about more than anything because quite a big age gap between them. It just felt and like the mum's just a mum. She obviously stays at home and cooks like a classic old family. But it just felt like it needed a laugh track at some point. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, for whatever reason, Jesse's going to school with this lovely, lovely. Yeah, you like her, don't you, Lisa? Big fan of her, aren't you? Big fan of Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think he's the one driving in a shit car. And they're sort of starting to, you know, get feelings for each other. She's more have has more feelings than he does. She wants <laughs> to jump his bone, basically. Bones, boner. <laughs> oh dear! But there were some cool little moments, like getting the prize from the cinema was a nice little thing. We hadn't discussed yeah. that in a while. Hmm. That was one of my funnest things as a kid. Yeah. And I had, I mean, you had a sister to yep. compete with. I had my sister and my brother to compete How, with. The, the prize from the cereal, yeah. It was like, who could get there first? And Frosties, you know, getting the little reflectors. I know, but it was like so annoying because you had to, I had to wait till my parents were in, like in the morning so they're in bed. I'd have to come out and tip all the cereal onto the, onto the, <laughs> like I didn't just use my, you know, sometimes I'd get my hand in there but I just couldn't find it. So and I'd just end up tipping it all on the table and then scooping it back in. And oh, see, just we like, weren't allowed we weren't allowed. We oh, yeah, I wasn't we, allowed, we, but I did it because to, they were asleep. You had to pass the cereal around. Oh, so and, you had to wait until uh, it yeah, dropped. Until it dropped. Oh, that, shit, that, man. If you were, but, you know, you'd be like carefully pouring If you're not sure what we're talking about, back in the day, cereal <laughs> used to have little toys inside. Spokey-dokey used to yeah. go on your They used to be in a packet. Bike. Yes, and safe. They used to be inside, yeah. 
but they would never do it nowadays. And yeah, the whole premise is probably right, is that you should wait until it drops into your bowl and it's yours. Yeah. Unless you're an only child, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. That that It was like a reflector for your bike in the shape of a, a cockerel because it was Kellogg's or something. Or, or t- the Frosties for the Tigger. Oh, yeah, if you were well. lucky, yeah. Well, I wouldn't allow Frosties, mate. They had too much sugar. Cocoa Pops. Again. <laughs> no. <laughs> we had it all. We never had the variety packs. They were the best. A oh. friend of mine down the street always had the variety packs. Like Rice Krispies, uh, Cocoa Pops, you know, Ricicles, all in a nice pack. But they were more expensive. No, I had to have the shitty ones, didn't I? <laughs> but anyway, enough about cereal. I don't know. I could talk. I could talk about cereal if you want. want to. Um, yeah. So oh, shit. I don't know. There's some weird bits. Like obviously he's falling asleep a lot. It's, there's that weird snake bit in the classroom. Wait, who got the snake out? I don't know. It's really quick, wasn't it? Like, oh, here we go. It's Freddy's going to be a snake now. And it's not, it's an actual, somebody actually put a snake on Yeah, because obviously we remember the, the Nancy scene in the first one, which yeah. was fucking incredible. And uh, this one was just like, yeah, he's actually asleep. And <laughs> so, yeah, that was fucking nuts. Um, there's a really uh, weird bit, like the heat seems to get in so intense. As um, Freddy is sort of taking over his body, because it seems to be his goal to use... This is his plan, isn't Jesse it? Jesse to yeah. like... A conduit. Make his way through his body. And there's some, there's some really interesting scene of makeup and stuff that when it actually happens. Mm. But the the temperature keeps on getting hotter and hotter as he is infiltrating Jesse's subconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it goes, you know, it touches mental health, schizophrenia, that sort of thing. It's yeah. really interesting. Um, but that fucking scene in the house when the bird sets on fire. Yeah, that, that was a bit random. What? Yeah, that, I I do believe that I don't think many people were keen on that kind of scene. It's like a bit of a nod to the birds kind of thing. It's just a, a little canary goes fucking nuts, doesn't he? And I don't know about you, but that for me felt a bit distant from the film. It, it didn't. It took me away from it being a Nightmare on Arm Street film. It's just it was just a bit of a random bit. bit. That just felt like they there was not to... enough dream sequences. They had some really outstanding ones, but there wasn't enough about the dreaming. It was all about him coming out, and it was too set in coming the... out. Well, it was too set in. Yeah, well, there you go. It's a big. Well, thing, that, that is, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Christ. There's. Um... Let's, let, should we talk about the teacher bit? Oh, go on. Should but... we talk about that? No, yeah, go on. yeah, go for it. Carry on. What are we going no, to say? <laughs> okay, so. So the teacher bit, yeah, right. So, no, actually, no. This is before. Let's talk. Should we talk about the party bit first? No, this happened. The teacher bit's before the. Is it before the party? Yeah, before the party. Oh, okay. Yeah, when he's like the first time he sort of infiltrates him, and he the first person he kills, if you like, he goes out in his pajamas, and he ends oh, up. Yeah. He ends up in the uh, the S and M bar. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So he's just. He just ends up just strolling in his pajamas in an S M S and M bar or, like you do. Or a beer and his and his coach is in there. <laughs> Takes him to and instead of taking him home. That's it. It's like so yeah, you get caught out by your teacher, oh shit. What happens? He takes he takes him to the gym and makes him run laps and then makes him take a shower. And then all sorts of, and he's so calm when all this stuff's happening, it's so weird when all the fucking all this junk starts getting thrown at him, all the ball, you know, all the balls, the sports equipment, etc. And he ends up getting dragged 
into the teacher, the, yeah. the teacher into the shower and you get the the towel whips the famous towel scene yeah and then he gets the you know the freddy claws down the back and he's, de- he's dead and it's like actually is it freddy or is it jesse and you know you get That's those it. questions that are asked and then he's got to deal with that stress and you see him f- he's a weird looking guy old 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 mark and he's uh and he plays it very well but he's so crazy and intense he, he has to keep having a go and it is so-called mate Grady as well. Yeah, well, the love-hate relationship, yeah. But, yeah, he does play it well. I'll give it, you know, he is a good, he's he's a good actor in this because he does, literally, you think that, I mean, I think he's had a bit of a rough life after that film. There's a whole documentary he's got all about it. But he does play quite a tortured soul in this really, really well. Really, really well. You get one of the most... I don't know, amazing kills though, to be fair, after this. Like, when we're going on to the, there's like a party at Lisa's house, <laughs> which he's so not interested in being there. He's, he's, he's dealing it's mine's with. mine's elsewhere, isn't it? Because yeah. He's dealing with his yeah. Freddy thing, and she's like, wants to just literally fuck him. And she tries Pretty to. Pretty much. She takes she, him to the the, the, the little well, outhouse. He's, well, he's in there trying to leave, and then she, he's like, I'm not letting you leave. And she's like, oh, come on. And it's like. This gets quite saucy, and then it turns into another little Freddy tongue, and it's like, yeah, because oh, Freddy's taken over, isn't he? I yeah. suppose, I suppose you, wouldn't, you would stop it if Freddy. You don't really want Freddy to uh, have sex with your girl, do you? <laughs> no, but so he runs away like a little pansy. But he runs to Grady into his room, who's got rubber sheets. <laughs> what <was> that about? <laughs> oh yeah, jeez. And isn't he got a, like a Lamar poster yeah. on his fucking wall as well? <laughs> It's like this guy's meant to be hard. Like, well, is he? I don't a total know. Bully. I'm not really sure he's. He doesn't really play the bully though. No, not really. He's, he's somewhere in between, isn't he? He's bonkers. His character's really odd. Um, but he's got this. Is this scene's nuts? So Jesse, go Jesse to, like Jesse, like, can I stay around your house? Can I stay around your house? And like, well, I suppose so. This is. Kind but you've got to watch me. This is kind of supposed to be the Johnny Depp moment, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's not as good, but it's still not pretty decent. It's the, you know, screaming and it's maybe more, yeah, I don't know. It's But, you know, you get his parents trying to get into the room and he just sees this these claws come through. He gets stabbed and then obviously it's Jesse in there. It's not Freddy. Um, but you get that awesome makeup scene where Freddy like, comes out of... Uh, the chest bursts out of him, doesn't he? That that the the special effects on that is fucking awesome, and that that alone um, gives me gives it points for me because that that's that scene is pretty outstanding, the way they did it. Yeah, and then you get you know Freddie's sort of really pushing through into this out of uh, he's sort of in the world now I guess. He turns up at the party. Yeah, this what is. You, what you you got to talk, talk to me? Talk us through this. I don't know. I just this is where it fails for me, man. This is like I just, I just. Fred is not supposed to be in the real world. Is and I know that what they're trying to get is that he's taking over, you know, Jesse's body, and it's is it supposed to be Jesse? But he's in Freddy form, and he and he's just at this party, and, and that's not Freddy. He's not seen by loads of people, is he? It's just. He attacks in the dreams. That's the scary thing. Is that don't fall asleep because he will kill you. You can drag him into this world, but I don't know if I like the concept enough as him overtaking somebody and changing 
into his fault. I don't know. It's just weird for me. There's too many people witnessing him. I get it. But it's mm. interesting, like, the whole... And it's too chaotic, and it's too, like, fire... There's a lot of fire play in this movie. And the, the, the kills of that party scene are not especially that great. No. If one guy tries... Don't one try... Guy, guy gets in front of him and goes, like, no, no, don't do it. And he literally just kind of grabs him and throws him between a barbecue. And that's it. Yeah. And it's, but there are some good one-liners in it, I think, yeah. around it. But like, um, all in all, it's like it's a bit disappointing. And he's too, he's too. And I maybe they're playing it so that he's still kind of Jesse. He's still yeah, like Jesse in him. And I don't know. I just it didn't. That bit is supposed to be this great scene, and it's not for mm. me. It kind of like deflates it. The, the good bits for me are the bits with in Grady's bedroom, the, where there's sort of there's less people and. And the scene on the bus and stuff like that. Those sort of scenes that stand out for me in this movie. The one, that party scene doesn't doesn't lift, the, elevate the movie any which way. No, no. But um, I think personally, it's like, I, not to be mega, mega down on it, but for me, there's not enough Freddy. Yeah. It's not enough. That's a fair I comment. Just, I mean, I just think it focuses around other stuff too much and there's just not, I don't know whether they didn't have the budget to put him in it more and have more scenes or what and then maybe that's why they did put the budget scene in nails or whatever i don't know it's just i just i like more freddy i like a bit more kind of one-liners from freddy like you know that I, you get I, in other movies i wrote like not scary but still a deep story yeah yeah that's, that's fair. I, I, I think that's a fair, a fair, a fair good aspect. good special effects Good use of um, fire because obviously had a budget for the fire in this one. Um, but yeah, I'm more interested to hear some uh, Matt's facts, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think there's mm. anything else from the plot that I really want to discuss. Well, I mean, apart from obviously it kind of ends, the movie ends as the first one does, but just on a bus. No, not Freddy's Cadillac. <laughs> yes, true. That is very true. We, we, we're led to believe that it's all over, but once again... Freddy's uh, got him. And then it ties nothing into the next movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's almost yeah. as if Wes Craven's back. Number two didn't exist. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. Let's see. Yeah, I'll do some Matt's facts then. I've got a few, so buckle your seat down. So Robert England was not in this movie originally as Freddy. Um, they decided to go with someone else. And apparently... Within um, two weeks, um, they they basically got Robert England back because they were like it did it just didn't work. Originally, I think it's because he asked for a little bit more money because it's a second film, so like obviously trying to save a buck, and then got somebody else, and it was horrendous. So then they went and got him back, which was good, really. Um, this is the only Nightmare on Elm Street that has a a male lead, which is quite interesting. All the rest ah, of the fuck yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Um, this is quite interesting. Uh, the original glove from A Nightmare on Arm Street in 1984 was used uh, in this movie. And it's also seen hanging on the wall of the workshed in Evil Dead 2 in 1987. Uh, this was in response to the use of the Evil Dead in 1981 on the television screen in uh, A Nightmare on Arm Street. Uh, and part of the continued banter between directors Wes Craven and Sam Raimi. However... When Wes Craven loaned the glove to the Nightmare on Arm Street 3, it's probably for that, Matt's facts really, 
Dream Warriors, um, it was lost and then eventually found by Freddy Fan at an auction in 2009. So obviously somebody nicked it, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Um, this is quite. This is really interesting for me anyway. I didn't know this, but there's a Michael J. Fox connection. He was down to possibly play Jesse. Uh, but obviously he had uh, Back to the Future and um, Team Wolf um, obligations. I, th- I think he made the right choice there. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, um, it, this is a weird one. I don't know if you noticed this, but every time Freddy appeared, um, they used whale song music in the background to add the weirdness to Freddy. Whale songs? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't notice that. No, that's weird. Maybe I need to go and have a look at that. Um Producer Robert Shea um, is the S and M bartender, right? In the in the in the S and M club, which is quite funny. Giving away beers to kids. Yeah, and this is what I was touching on earlier. Actually, Freddie is only on screen for thirteen minutes in this movie. <laughs> at eighty-seven minutes great runtime, which is pretty fucking crazy. That's pretty mad. And uh, the kill count is only 10 on this movie, even though the, quite a few people get it at the uh, barbecue scene. Um, yeah. And so. most of them die there because it's got Coach Schneider and then the rest of them are at the party then, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's really all the Max Max I've got. Okay. That's good. That's a good bunch. like mm. it. like it. Well, what are you... Um... What you rate? I don't remember what we rated. This is how I'm going to Elm Street. Actually, I'll, I do. Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> um, you, I've, I'm going to hand it to you first, mate, because I'm on two minds here. I know I've got a number in my head. <sighs> I had a lower number, and then I get I gave it higher. It's still it's about it still fits well. I don't want to give it. It's still a seven for me. Mm. It's still mid mid range. It's still got a lot of oh, yeah, good absolutely. about it, and I think it's still part of an important part of the franchise. I don't know where the other lot would sit. Like you know, if you if you're making the first one a ten, and probably Dream Warriors is close, um, from my heart. But like, this is probably six seven for me. Yeah, it's just, it's just it's, right. but I don't know. I'll have to rewatch four and five as well, and I don't know how they're going to appeal. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, when you when you when I think when we rewatch it, we might reevaluate our. Uh, thoughts I don't know but I think a, a seven is fair I think I mean John Alicat John might be after us with a big stick come on then John <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I think that's fair seven breaths out of ten that's cool fair well on that on that lovely note yeah I want to hear from you now and you I want to see what you're going to be picking from the vault the, well this is <clears throat> excuse me this is an interesting one so this has just literally been re-released um, I know that you definitely have not seen this film. It's from 1981. And I think you're going to like this, maybe. And I haven't seen it since I was a kid. So things might have changed since then. So I do apologise. But we're going to be watching How Night, starring Linda Blair. Ooh, no, I have never seen it. Haven't got a copy. So I think we'll have to be watching that one together if you've got a copy. Yes. Awesome. Hell Night, that was in, in Search of Darkness. The th- it's literally just been released on one-on-one films. Oh, really nice fucking hell. Yeah. Oh, mate, I'm well up for that. I mean, let's hope that, you know, Linda Blair is better in this than she was in Repossessed. It's before Repossessed, okay. don't worry about it's it. fine. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to that. Definitely another one that I haven't seen. So fantastic. Keep picking ones that I haven't, set, I haven't seen. 
Well, we tend to have a good time with those ones, yeah. fingers crossed. So we'll see. I remember it being fantastic when I was a kid. I loved it. We just watched it over and over again. Nice one. All right, cheers, dude. Okay, well, that ends another episode, episode 83. Moving on to the next one, we are going to be doing, I think there's a vampire movie out at the cinema in a couple of weeks, and I think there might be a surprise as well um, that's going to drop suddenly at the cinema that we don't know about, but we're going to be watching, watching. so watch this space. Watch the horror that's out at the cinema, and we'll be watching it. Um, Some screen bell, get in touch, social media at the end, and let us know your ideas, and we'll have a chat about it. And get involved as well. Um, And then Matt's just pulled our move from the vault. Hell night. And there's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil. And I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast. Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath. Or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreath.com pod at hotmail.com.